Hi, welcome back to Not So Southern Gentlemen. I am Ricky. And I am Sean. We are live yet again. In, in the same room. In the basement. Well, it's not a basement. No, it's a side office. <laughs> it is something similar to an office. Ah, man, Doctor Strange. I still haven't seen it. I'm sorry. God. Dude, I, I just have not had the ability to go see it. I'm sorry. Well, that's okay, because it's number one at the box office again this week. It's not leaving anytime soon. It did $125 million domestically so far. 300 and something million worldwide. Go see this movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to see it. I want to. I have found a way to see it. But I I want to see it in the theaters. Absolutely. And I the, agree the, the correct way to see it. So I, I'm not going to see it. I'm going to wait for the theater. Um, I have a story about our past. Entertainment movies has always been a part of our lives, and at one point in our lives, we saw the movie Friday around 1995, and for about a year and a half in Taco Bell, if you did not see the movie Friday, you were made to see the movie Friday, or you lost your job for some weird reason. This is probably true. Um, you know, for, for the longest, I, I had a friend that at one time said that 90% of our conversation was just movie quotes filled with adjectives or ands, conjunctions, stuff like that. But everything else was just movie quotes butted up one against each other. And Friday was very quotable. And when we all worked at Taco Bell and were frustrated, it had quite a few lines that we could now, scream out in frustration. Were you there the night Big Mike yelled at Shane? Absolutely. I, Shane, Shane dropped the beans and you had to make the beans with water and, and Shane dropped beans on the floor he was sweeping it up. Mike's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm sweeping this up. I gotta throw it away. You better put some water on that damn shit. This is true. <laughs> oh my gosh. That movie. Uh, that, this isn't the uh, have you seen it section, but man, Friday was such an enjoyable uh, different slice of life than you were used to. It was kind of enthralling at the, at that time. Do, I haven't watched it in years, but man, I, I really want to see this I, movie again. I have it at our at my shop, at my office. There's a disc of it in the, the left-hand disc, desk drawer so that when we get bored or we're slow at work, we just slide it in the computer and watch it. Now, the thing is about Friday, do you remember the movie gallery? Oh, yeah. They had a thing where you could get five movies for $5 and keep them for five days. Back when <clears throat> we rented movies every week. If to, you can believe that, folks. Yes. And uh, for probably, I ain't lying, probably six months straight every week, I rented Friday. And, and watched it at least weekly. That was probably around the same time we were going to uh, Crossroads to get Dragon Ball Z uh, VHSs. <laughs> well, well, if we weren't catching it at Crossroads, you remember, you could always, if you were closing, you could make the midnight run to Walmart and pick up Dragon Ball Z when the stock boys were putting it out on Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. If you would go and catch it around 1 in the morning, you'd be like, hey, Dra Dragon Ball Z tape. Which, by the way... I asked my parents today, and in our storage shed is the bus tub that has every single VHS. I gave that Dragon back to Ball. you. Yes, I have the I have the bus tub. Full yeah, of what we're Ball talking Z. about is there is a there's a specific bus tub filled with nothing but just Dragon Ball Z tapes at the yin yang, which I was given command of while somebody was deployed, and then I don't remember that giving that back. <laughs> I guess I acquired it back at some point in time, but yeah, there's a full bus tub, one of the ones that's probably, you know, a little over knee high, that is full of nothing but every single Dragon Ball Z tape we acquired for years worth of Dragon Ball Z, so... I'm, I'm pretty sure I still have logs somewhere, so... That's awesome. <laughs> Alright, on to other news. What do we have this week? Uh, Defenders added yet another person uh, I already thought was in there. They announced that Electro, of course, is going to be featured in Defenders. Now, this is... I can't think of who they have not listed as going to be in Defenders. Like, it's, everybody... They've even said people that haven't even appeared yet. Uh, like, Colleen Wing, which is going to be in uh, Iron Fist, is even scheduled to be appearing in Defenders. So, okay. this is the Avengers of, of, of the, the Netflix of universe. Of the Netflix universe, yeah. 
anybody that's a comic book fan that watched the Daredevil season two knew Elektra would be back. Oh, yeah. I mean, we all knew she was coming back, but I just wonder, do you think there were people out there that were like, oh, they killed off his girlfriend? Well, here's an exciting thing that I found out about the other day. Um, there was, I thought the scrolls were completely like out of bounds for Marvel because they're they're in with the Fantastic Four property. Right. Uh, the other day, I heard that only certain scrolls are in the Fantastic Four property, and they share just like um, Quicksilver. Marvel shares the scrolls. They can have the alien race, the scrolls. They just can't have Kalert, the the super scroll, and like I think the scroll queen, which was in Secret Invasion. But they may not be bound to not use Secret Invasion. That's crazy. So I, it's it's possible I, you you could see the scrolls. I seen some funny information yesterday. Did you know that the original? Avengers script was going to have what was it Kang the Conqueror but he is more tied to Fantastic Four than Avengers and therefore Fox owns the rights to him and they wouldn't play nice yeah uh, Kang's actually a relative of Reed Richards so yeah so I was like oh because the 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 YouTube video I was watching was saying that you know he's more of an Avengers villain but because he has closer ties to Fantastic Four, Fox wouldn't play nice and let yeah. Marvel but that doesn't use make it. a lot. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me because only because he's been an Avenger so much. And his other the thing about Kang the Conqueror is like he's not just Kang the Conqueror. He's Ramatut. He's uh, the Scarlet Centurion or or whatever he was for a little while. He's Immortus. Like, each of these characters is Kang at a different point in time. And each of them have fought the Avengers several times. But he's related to Reed Richards, so I guess that's how they pulled it in. But, I mean, like Ronan, who first appeared in Fantastic Four and is a Fantastic Four guy, they pulled him into Guardians of the Galaxy. So, I don't know. I just wish I knew the logistics or whatever of... Okay, you get this character, you get this character, you get this character. Like, when can we all just sit down and feel like, hey, who's got a good story? Well, speaking of expanding our universes, it looks like uh, they've already lined up Deadpool 3 and they're going to have X-Force in it. I know. i seen that and I was like, I wanted to be like, come on, people. Let's, let's get Deadpool 2 out you know, we, we had the Tim Miller rift, whatever. I say that with air quotes. Because Deadpool 2 will more than likely be fairly good. It will probably make a buttload of money. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you're already saying, I mean, I'm all for an X-Force movie. Well, are you for an X-Force as shown in X-Force? Or some new mutants characters thrown into the mix with that? Like the... I wasn't all in on the X-Force, the, the Domino, the Shatterstar. I'm sorry, that's yeah. the wrong one. Um, you know, the the really, really Rob Liefeld X-Force. I kind of wanted Cannonball, and I kind of wanted, you know, my old New Mutants right, up right. in there. And well, I, my guess is they're going to go with Domino, and the more recent... Well, yeah, they're, they're casting Domino right now. Right. They've already said that. Yeah. Right, so therefore they're going to follow that one, the Rob Liefeld X-Force. Yeah, I just, I just want them to mix it up a little and not have all uh, Rob Liefeld up in this mess. Why? Um, why? Why? Why not? It's a horrible artist. <clears throat> that's your opinion. No, that's the majority of the internet's opinion, but that's... Anyway. Whatever. Spider-Man, six-film deal. Now, I did read this. Uh, Spider-Man has a... Tom Holland said he has a contract for six films. That doesn't mean six Spider-Man films. That means... Six movies. Uh, Six movies Starring he can be him. in. Yes, yeah. Just so like, it could be three Spider-Man movies and three uh, uh, tie-ins. It could be one Spider-Man movie, and he's all over the Marvel universe after that. Like uh, the Civil Hulk. War, the Civil War already count. Yeah, uh, I believe so. So now it's five. Yeah, and then Homecoming's another one. So now we're down to four. Well, I mean, these guys are all on a countdown. I mean, who like what's his? Chris Evans had a six movie deal. Uh, RDJ's already cleared his. Right? Yeah, but he's he's going to keep going. And uh, oh, Samuel Jackson had a nine movie deal, and we think he's he's cleared his too. But you know, this stuff all changes. So 
it's uh, it, it's nice to know that there there's a that there's a limit. Are we gonna start the the lost in time? Absolutely. Are, are, are we ready for lost in time, where we go back and we find stuff that a cartoon and a toy that we both enjoyed as children? If you want to lead us off this week. <laughs> Thundar, the Barbarian! The year 1994. From out of space comes a runaway planet, hurtling between the Earth and the Moon. Yes, mine is Thundar the Barbarian. This was a show I really enjoyed before He-Man came along, before Transformers came along. I never could nail it down. I only watched like five or six... I mean, this seems to be a pattern. I was only able to watch like five or six episodes of Thundar the Barbarian... But man, it was exciting. That intro got you pumped. You wanted to know what was going on. This this show was just crazy. It was like He-Man. He had a special sword, and but Thundar was really kind of dumb because he was a barbarian and didn't know anything. But then the uh, the woman with him was a princess. Her father like had a library from thousands of years ago, and was she was well educated. And there was Ukla the Mock, which was a evolution of like cat. Like cats had become humanoid and and loved this show. Absolutely loved the show. The bad guy was Gemini, and he had he had two faces. He had a nice face, and then his shield would fall forward and raise up in the back, and his head would spin, and then it had his evil face. And he was an evil wizard. It was uh, so, so like the intro like... says. It's 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 um, uh, years in the future. There's super science and sorcery existing at the same time. Uh, it was really a great concept and inspired imagination. I would love to see this redone today as a cartoon. A movie, I don't know exactly how they do that without going... I mean, without drawing comparisons to Mad Max and stuff. But man, I really love this show. What did you think? I, I don't know much about Thundar, but I thought it was funny that you compared it to He-Man. And then the bad guy has like a thing that flips his face around and it just sounds like Manny Faces. <laughs> No, not not quite like that. But uh, Jim and I was just a just a bad guy. I mean, he was generic, like Lex Luthor on um, Super Friends, like Skeletor. You know, there's a little something there to each one of those. But yeah, it, he was just okay. I mean, it was it was basically Conan the Barbarian, He Man, and uh, like the super science part thrown in there. So. But it, it was exciting. I really liked it. That's pretty cool. I, I just don't know much about Thundar. I guess I uh, I missed that or didn't get to see that much. Mine <laughs> it, it is not what we would consider. I, I was looking around last night and I was like asking my wife stuff, trying to bounce ideas off her. And I was like, what about Heathcliff? I loved Heathcliff. He's the Kmart version of Garfield. I, I loved Heathcliff. He's the Dennis the Menace of Cats. Uh, Heathcliff was just, I couldn't stand it. What? Could not stand it. You couldn't stand Heathcliff? No. Was awesome, I was like, dude. oh, it's a Garfield ripoff. I don't need this in my life. Well, we'll see. I Blah. loved I loved Garfield and Friends. And so, therefore, when Heathcliff came around, I just fell right in. You know, he lived in a junkyard. He was trying to make it in life, dude. Since you brought it up, let me discuss something. He uh, Garfield. Garfield was great. Garfield and Friends, I wanted to stab my eyes out when that stupid chicken and anything else would be on the screen. I love Garfield. I mean, yeah, and I, hated I, the rest I of it. I loved our... Dumped the rest of it. I loved it all disgusting. of Garfield and Friends. <laughs> all of it, including the farm animals, including the duck that wore the waders. His name was Wade, wasn't it? I don't Wade? know. Wade? I just wanted it, it all to die in the tire. Oh, fire. whatever, man. Those were great cartoons. I love those. Now, moving on to the toy, I, I picked Inhumanoids, which is, you know, there's a group of scientists. Th this had a cartoon as well, but I liked the toys. Did you ever watch the cartoon? I, I did watch the cartoon, but, but I liked the toys because, uh, anyway, it it's a group of scientists, and they find 
what monsters under that live under the earth and they require elemental beings to help them battle them and stuff and i just remember one of the toys the coolest one was decompose like, decompose that's what i was gonna say yes the big one he had the open rib cage that was exposed you could see the ribs and the flesh was tearing back from it dude that's awesome. all, that's one I always wanted. Last I, I remember seeing it at Kmart in Jonesboro on the shelf, top shelf. Mom would not get it for me. She's like, that's disgusting. Same as Mad Balls. We're not getting those disgusting toys. I I must have had a like my my parents, I always thought my parents were pretty. Our, our mothers would have disagreed on on subjects. This is funny, like. Either one of two things. Either my mother and father weren't as strict as I always thought they were. Or or two, I just harassed them to the point that they were like, Screw it. Take it. Just leave me alone. Please. Just just get the toys that you like. I don't know. I, I loved Inhumanoids. Did, did you have Inhumanoids? Yes, I had Decompose. Okay. okay. That's just the one that I was thinking of uh, the other night when I typed in Inhumanoids. And I was like, decompose I don't remember having any others and, I, I did I didn't you, you didn't have I any I always of them. wanted decompose but I didn't I, I, I just remember having decompose and like I've stated before most every other toy I ever had fought he-man <laughs> so basically it was just another thing to bring to Castle Grayskull and Skull Mountain and have them fight well mine is a uh, oddly enough Transformers related property do you remember Battle Beasts Battle Beasts? Yeah, battle, no. battle Beasts. I do not. They were, they were little, like, two-inch tall, plastic, like, uh, armored animals. Okay. Like, that had, they had the rub signs on them like Transformers did. It right. was fire, wood, or water. Oh, my goodness, yes. Because you would, and you, you play you, you, rock, you would rock, paper, hold, scissors. You, yeah. you would hold your thumb on it, and then it would show, like, a symbol, wood. Yeah. Or, or you would have another one hold your thumb on it, and it would show, like, a flame symbol, and that was a fire. Right, right. Oh, and that's my how you, God. That's how dude. you did your battles, which... Uh, the And I was always like, oh, man, this is kind of... These things work just like the Transformer stickers, because after, the, like, the second or third year of Transformers, they added the rub signs. Right. So you could... They said, you know, reveal who it is, and it actually was, like, a... To show it was... Decepticon or Autobot or... A Hasbro toy. Right. Well, in Japan, in the Headmasters series that we never got, the Battle Beasts were in that. Those those weren't wood, fire, and water stickers in Japan. Those were Autobot or Decepticon stickers. Right. Because they went to the planet, the Beast Planet or whatever, and a couple episodes they helped them. So they were a part of the Transformers property what? in Japan. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Absolutely. I always thought they were something different and I remember collecting... Dude, now that you said that, I... Okay, there was wood, fire, water. Was there another one? There were. There they, later, fourth, right? later on they added like laser beasts and those are really rare and really expensive, I believe. They had even had a clear one and that kind of thing. They had uh, um, bases and vehicles you could put them in. And uh, I always wanted to collect those, but, you know, once again, didn't have a lot of, you know, stuff. Um, you know, my my uh, toy collecting experience whenever I was a child was Transformers, He-Man, that was it. I had to pick, I had to pick something. Never had, I never owned a G.I. Joe as a kid besides what other people gave me. <gasps> what? Didn't own any G.I. Joe, except for comics. Yeah. Uh, like, didn't own... Uh, that is crazy. Would be a big, like mask. Didn't have any mask. Oh my goodness. Did did okay of the of the Transformers and the He Man. Did you have any of the big playsets? Like did you- I did. Now the playsets my parents did um, at, at Christmas. That would be the big thing. Like right. uh, the first Christmas, um, I was supposed to get. Well, like I can. I was thinking about this today. I can name you Christmas things. Like the first Christmas I got He Man. I got Merman. Which I opened Christmas Eve and nobody knew. Uh, I got Skeletor and He-Man and Castle Grayskull. And nice. my, my father burned the box in the stove, and he also didn't know it, but he burned the extra, the extra weapons that came with the castle. Yep. And then I also had uh, there was another Christmas I got Snake Mountain. Yes. Um, I had the uh, I had Point Dread and the Talonfighter. 
Nice. I had the attack track, the battle, uh, the battle ram. Uh, yeah, there was a walker. Remember? I had the walker. They, yes. they, they would flip. It was motorized. Yes. Yeah. I love the walker, man. Um, let me think. Uh, I had. Funny, did I funny have a hordak? Oh, I had the hordak slime pit. Okay. It cool. Came with the slime. You actually could buy slime. Yes. For several toys back then, it wasn't just yes. He Man. There was some like Ghostbusters. And, and, it was the same kind of slime yes, and stuff like that. And it that. was horrible on our parents. Oh yeah. Like this wasn't no flubber today where you can like pick it all up at once. No, you would get this stuff in the carpet and it would get smeared in the carpet Ugh. and it would stain the carpet. It, it would stain green. Your... It looked look like if you could imagine a can of snot that just it didn't stick to you too bad like it would if you pulled away quickly it would it would all just come off. But uh that would dry on the carpet and mom would flip the heck out. Dude, you could stain your clothes with it yeah. if you like spot some on the back of your shirt and not know it. Ugh. Oh, yes. But Dude, I uh, love slime. Transformers, I, I, I didn't have Omega Supreme until much later. I didn't have, I'd never owned Omega Supreme until I was in college and got him for $35 uh, yes. loose but complete from a guy in Australia. Yes. Uh, and that was the early part of the internet, like 94, 95. Uh, I also got a boxed uh, uh, G1 Starscream for $35 from that same guy. Uh, he found a case fresh and, and was selling them on- online. 35 bucks. What, what's the one I had that I've told you that you're better at Transformers than I am? Mine was like a train. Astro train? Astro train, yes. Turn, in, turn into a space shuttle and yes. train? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I had Astro train. I just remember I wanted it, I wanted it, I wanted it. And then when I got it, he was really difficult and a pain to transform all the time. And so I just left him as a spaceship all the time. Like, screw the train. I, I remember, like, losing pieces of the track he came with and being like, forget it. He's just a space shuttle anyway. I don't need it. Uh, but Mom went to order <laughs> Omega Supreme out of the Sears catalog, and it was sold out. Aww. So I missed out on that one. I had Metroplex. They got Metroplex for me for Christmas. Um, I had Scorponok. And uh, I never had Fortress Maximus. So that wasn't a big... But do, you, do you own Fortress Maximus today? No, I do not. I don't even own the new Titans Return one, which they just made a new uh, Fortress Maximus. So, um, so maybe you need to look that. Maybe, Ask for it for Christmas. Maybe. They also have a reissue um, you can find on... on Japanese websites of the original. Yeah, we we were really lucky to have playsets. Now, did you have any odd playsets? Like the, there was a very large Transformers cardboard playset that was sold separately, and you know, like Transformers, they had a train set that the that that's a popular item. Um, I remember I had a Ghostbusters playset, the Firehouse. Yes, I had the Firehouse, and that was you know. It, it was the front of the firehouse, and then you could open it up mm-hmm. and have inside there. And then I just basically I carried the firehouse around. It was my carry around for all mine stuff mm-hmm. because uh, I broke the hinges on Castle Grayskull. Oh gosh! I believe me and my brother got into a fight, and we ended up destroying Castle Grayskull. That which, sounds right for y'all. Which, which I started to say, you, you would not find surprising at all. No, I wouldn't be surprised if it was shot to pieces with an arrow through an eye. No, we would never do that. We'd shoot arrows at each other. <laughs> not not our toys. Now, did you have any big base toys of any line? Like any Star Wars stuff? Or just an odd line of no, big base? Not not Star Wars. Anything. I mean, I had Castle Grayskull. Snake Mountain, sorry. Yeah, and, I had Snake Mountain also. And then um, the Firehouse... We had a lot of Ninja Turtles, and I mean a lot of Ninja Turtles, because by the time He-Man was, I was older, I'm three and a half years older than my brother, so He-Man was real big for me. I got He-Man toys, I got G.I. Joe toys, and when those were coming out, he was too young to play with the same stuff, Mm -hmm. but by the time Ninja Turtles came out, it was something that we could both share. We both loved Ninja Turtles. He was old enough to play with action figures, and I was old enough to play with the same action figures. So then it became the, hey, if you'll buy this one, I'll buy this one, and then we can trade them up and all this. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. So we had tons of Ninja Turtle stuff. We had the Turtle Van, and 
what else did the... They had a layer. They had a layer. We had that as well, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. Did you have the uh, Technodrome? Yes, we had the Technodrome for... <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, we were pretty lucky growing up. We Our parents bought us lots of good stuff for Christmas. But, you know, it was always that for Christmas in our house was you get one big thing that you get to pick out. Mm-hmm. And then and then everything else was probably stuff that your your parents thought you needed. You, you needed socks. You needed underwear. You needed clothes. Nobody needs that. Come on. And, and, and this, this has turned into a Christmas episode. But we are in November, so we're getting closer, so we can do... It's okay. Now, did you ever have any specialty items from something you love? Like, I had... The Transformers actually had a uh, club. Like, you took the... There were robot points on the back of the toys, and you could collect those and send in with money. You could get special toys you couldn't buy on shelves, like the... Omnibots and like the Time Warrior, the watch that had the Transformer on it, and you, you know those me. kind of things. I had the Stars base. That's awesome. And it was a secret Transformer Autobot Rescue Squad. And you had a you got you got a card, a poster, a technical manual, and you had this cardboard base that you could put all your Transformers in. Loved that thing, and it is so hard to find these days. I saw one on eBay for like a hundred dollars the other day. See. I don't, I don't, that doesn't surprise me that you have the ability to do that. You know me. I don't collect, I'm not going to keep up with a bunch of points. I'm not going to take the time to put it, no, if I can't go out and buy it at Walmart or Kmart or whatever, it ain't happening, (laughs) man. I ain't, I'm not sending in for anything because you know why? I might have to wait six to eight weeks for something to arrive, so forget that. You'd forget by then. I would. Now, I wanted to bring up, Sean came down and did a really, really good local haul this week. <clears throat> I've been talking for a few weeks to Sean about how good our local niches and, and antique stores have gotten some great books, and he had to come down and see it for himself. Okay, so I live 20 miles outside of our state capital, where is the biggest metropolitan area in our wonderful state of Arkansas. Why is it that you have all the good books? I, I did not ever believe that my I would have to drive back up to my hometown of 10,000 people to buy comic books at a decent price for amazing books. Now, you've told me about a couple of places. This place was called Southern Traditions antiques and it's across from my old high school and today I picked up four books that were behind the counter and for today only they were ten dollars a piece ten dollars a piece people now this was it all the books they had back there yes every book behind the counter today is ten dollars a piece you're going there after we finish this recording aren't you maybe yes everything behind the counter is ten dollars right now i got amazing spider-man 181 which is the retelling of the origin story i have x-men uh annual 14 which is the first appearance of gambit cameo He's and in, it's it's the first part of the or one of the parts of the Days of Future Present storyline. Correct, correct. And I believe he's in like six panels. He doesn't have a line. It's not X Men two sixty six, but hey, it's a first appearance of Gambit. I received uh, X Men two forty four, the first Jubilee, and X Men two twenty one, the first Mister Sinister. And this thing is in beautiful condition and I'm really excited because Mr. Sinister is more than likely going to appear in an X-Men movie soon and I'm excited to see what happens to this book then I oh went- wait wait before you move on I did want to bring up that this book that you have is drawn not only is the cover but the interiors are also by the amazing artist Arthur Adams it is a beautiful book there's no real creasing on anything. And, and let me tell you, the the original price tag he had on this book, $47. Mm-hmm. And I got it for 10 I am just, I am beyond excited. I'm pumped. I just had to share that with y'all. It's so exciting. 
Yeah, and this, you know, funny thing about that book, not only is it uh, Days of Future, it relates to Days of Future Past, one of my favorite storylines. It has Arthur Adams. It's also really early in the cable mythology because the bad guy in this book, uh, Ahab, who, who has chased uh, Rachel Summers back through time, it is implied that he is the future version of Cable. What? You learn new stuff every day. That is awesome. When it, it turned out that he, they later changed it to where he wasn't, but that's that's where they were going in this story. That is way cool. I uh, I then left and went to another uh, antique store's Edda's Edda's Attic. Is mm-hmm. that what it is down on our main street? I picked up uh, Spectacular Spider-Man 204, which is a beautiful cover with Tombstone on it. I picked up Web of Spider-Man 89, and on this, it is featuring the new Kingpin and the new Blood Rose, which is funny because I just uh, posted last night on one of our social media websites that I'd finished a Web of Spider-Man 29 where uh, it had the Kingpin and the Rose in it as well. Hmm. Uh, I picked up Marvel Saga number four. It's an X-Men Origins special issue. It has the origin of Magneto, Professor X, Cyclops, and then down here in the corner it says, look at this, plus the origin of Thor. Huh. Can't wait to look at that one. Uh, And then just three more web of spider-man um that i'm still trying to complete that collection i picked up 24 37 and 123 nice and i got all those for like three bucks each so excellent deal excellent excellent deals i am so happy with my hashtag local haul but i I don't know if it compares to what you found because you found a lot I found a little. I made a few deals. Um, there's one place you didn't visit was a, uh, a flea market out out west side of town. The gentleman at the flea market has been just bringing out some banging issues of comics. I got uh, an Avengers 162 first appearance of Jocasta, uh, a Black Panther number five art by Jack Kirby. And it's beautiful, people. It is a beautiful... I commented on it the moment I seen it. Yeah, and these aren't high-dollar books, but, man, they're they're great things. Just This is the kind of stuff that I love, that I absolutely yeah. loved as a kid. And uh, finding this stuff is just really exciting. There's a uh, now a 12-cent comic book. Um, not the most pricey thing in the world, but it was really cool. Um, Doctor Strange in Strange Tales, uh, number 158. This is the second appearance of the Living Tribunal. His first appearance was the issue before. It's not in great condition, but it's just really exciting to find one of these old books and and to have these as part of your collection. Um, Also found a Marvel feature, number 7, which features uh, the Ant-Man in his horrible white and red costume. That, That does look pretty disgusting. Um, also, he made me a great deal on some sweet condition, like nearly uh, near mint condition, Conan, 84, 85, 92, and 96. Now, these aren't big key issues or anything like that, but they're, they're drawn by uh, uh, John Buscema or Sal Buscema. I don't remember which one, but, uh, you know, they're really great uh, just pieces of art in, in themselves. And then I also picked up a Walter Simonson, um, or well, a Walter Simonson cover, Salbusima, uh, Thor number 376. Um, you know, just really good deals on, on really great looking books. Just mm-hmm. out of nowhere. This place used to be dry, used to be nothing. You couldn't mm-hmm. find anything around mm-hmm. here because it all, it all disappeared. I want to say, uh, like in 2000 or 2001 just there, there just wasn't any place to buy Comics. comic books nobody no. was selling them and <clears throat> nowadays they're they're just showing up everywhere it's amazing and, and remember people hit us up on social media hashtag local hall and i'd like to give a big shout out to one of our listeners that hit us up today chris vent congratulations on your x-men 129 that is a slick looking book you got there amazing Congratulations on finding that and a good deal on that. Um, I know 
you don't are are you just collecting old issues right now and stuff you find around or are you collecting any new stuff that's coming out on a you know like on a pull list weekly at all right I do now? not I do not currently have a pull list anywhere there's no local comic book store I can get to conveniently or consistently you can use mycomicshop.com of which we have an affiliate link to mycomicshop.com that we can post out there on social media and if you use our affiliate link it helps us buy comics to then review for you on a weekly basis but right now something that I have pre-ordered the uh, I believe it's only going to be a five comic run and I've already put all of them on the pull list they'll be shipped to me both the uh, first cover and the variant cover for Deadpool Back in Black. This is just, uh, I just finished the second one. I've had it for a week or so, and I just finished it the other day. It is so awesome. Deadpool goes back in time to the point where Spider-Man is getting rid of the Black Symbiote. Uh, it takes place, you know, the first issue takes place in the church. The church bells are ringing. The symbiote's jumping off of Spider-Man and uh, is crawling down. Well, Deadpool shows up and he's like, hey, hey, little guy, you know, hop on me. And so Deadpool takes on the symbiote and then becomes a superhero. He is going around this second issue. Some aliens are breaking up a kid's birthday party where the power pack... There are a group of kid superheroes are there, and it is just awesome. He interacts with them. Deadpool as a superhero with Spider-Man powers is just so funny. It's hilarious. If you have, if you're reading Deadpool Back in Black, uh, hit me up on social media. I'd love to talk to you about it. And if you're not reading it, you're only two issues behind right now. Go to mycomicshop.com if you want to, and we'll hit you up with that affiliate link, and you can order it because they are just really cool. Or go to your local comic book store and support your local comic book store and get uh, the Deadpool Black and Black, and it, it's incredible. You, I, I highly suggest it. You know one of my favorite Deadpool things I've ever seen? What's that? The animated GIF at the... Whoever did it at the con where it's Deadpool running on Spider-Man's back... And then the dog runs by in the de- in the Spider-Man costume, and it's yes, <laughs> that yes. is so great. That is so awesome. Oh. I love it, love it. Anyway, we come to a point in our podcast where we ask you a question, and what I want to ask is, have you seen it? Have I seen what this week? Have you ever seen the Tom Hanks? Now, Tom Hanks is not the Tom Hanks. That is in the, modern society the, the today. today. The Tom Hanks, the respected, uh, Oscar-nominated, uh, the, Green Mile, the, the Terminal, Sully, or yeah, Sully, yeah, yeah. Uh, that actor. I'm talking about the comedy, goofy, bosom buddies kind of Tom Hanks. Yes. Have you seen The Money Pit? Yes, I love The Money Pit. When uh, Funny story, I don't want to step on your have you seen it, but... You're free reign, do it. When, when uh, my wife and I were dating, she had never seen The Money Pit, and I was like, what? Stop. Look, we... we this have may to, be a deal breaker. We have to stop, and I believe we were actually going out somewhere that night, and we're like, nope, plans changed, we're staying in, order pizza. Because we're about to sit down on Netflix and watch The Money Pit. I love this movie. Two weeks, two weeks. You sound like a bird. <laughs> Such a good movie, man. This movie is uh, Tom Hanks and uh, what's her name from Cheers? Um, Kirsten? No, no. It's not Kirsten Alley. It's, um, no, no, no. It's the other one. The, the first Diane. one. It's Diane. Diane. It's yeah. Diane from Cheers. Uh, anyway, and the... And the uh, uh, the German guy from the first Die Hard movie that doesn't die until he gets shot at the end. Yes. Um, this movie is so great that him and and Diane from Cheers buy a house, and it is the most horrible bad decision in the world. They're sinking tons of money. Stuff is going wrong. He's climbing up a staircase that's falling down. The bath the bathtub falls through the floor. She. <laughs> 
I can't describe how floor in the main living funny, area just falls through. How funny, how well uh, it, it's a lot of sight gag, a lot of just classic comedy stuff. If you ever want to have a really good time and and just sit back and enjoy a funny movie, watch The Money Pit. Do not skip The Money Pit if you love comedies. Watch this movie. Absolutely. I totally agree. The Money Pit is hilarious. Now, speaking of funny, and, and you said this before the, we started recording, my Have You Seen It for this week is House 2. Now, if you haven't seen House 1... The house. I guess you need to watch it. It is a. Well, I can't really describe. You know, I haven't seen it so long. I know I loved it. I loved both of them when I seen it. Okay, it's. But it's a. It's a B movie horror, but done with comedy. Comedy. It's kind of like Evil Dead Two in that respect. Yes, it's very. I always compare it to Evil Dead, like. But it's not Sam Raimi. This one is done by Ethan Wiley. And it's 1987, House 2, the second story. It stars Air Gross. Gross? 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 We'll call Matt. We'll call our friend Matt and figure out what it is. <laughs> Jonathan Stark. Bill Maher is in this movie. Bill Maher? Bill Maher is in this movie. I'm looking at the cast. He's yeah, he used there. to be in stuff. Yeah, he didn't just used to be the liberal grumpy guy who he, I can't he did stand. Not, yeah. He did not used to be the grump. Uh... John Ratzenberg? Oh, yes, John Ratzenberg. Now that I remember, he's, he's the exterminator. Movie. Yes, he's the exterminator. And, and let, let's not let's not gloss over that the first movie stars uh, the guy from Greatest American Hero. Yes, absolutely. This basically okay. There's this house where this guy and his friend, um, his parents were killed there, and they come upon. Like I've said, this is kind of horror. They come upon and they're going to resurrect one of their ancestors. And I believe they resurrect their great-great-grandfather or something like that. And in doing so, they open the wormhole to like another dimension where all chaos starts breaking loose. And let me just say, my favorite thing about it is there's this worm. Like, do you remember the toy, the glow worms? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he remind you of those? It's like a three-foot worm, only he acts like a dog. So my brother and I used to call him the worm doggy. And, dude, don't laugh at me. I loved this movie growing up. It was so awesome. And we loved worm doggy. And the... Wendigy. It's just so good. Um, I cannot explain it to you. I haven't watched it in years but I just remember my love for this movie, and I want to go back and find it, and I want somebody else to watch it with me. Watch it, people. House to the Second Story. If you haven't seen it, please check it out. Now, Sean, what exactly is your don't see it this week? What is my don't see it? I totally forgot what I was going to say. Oh, oh, oh no. wait, 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 wait. I remember my don't see it for this week. I remember. Sorry. I was... I was... Figuring it out on the way here. I was nervous. I was nervous and I didn't have a plan. My don't see it. It is a horrible, horrible thing that occurred with one of my favorite actors. One of my favorite superhero actors. Um, To me, Christopher Reeve is Superman. For, For me growing up, Christopher Reeve holds a special place in my heart. He is Superman. But he did a little thing called Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. This is the most... I'd forgotten it existed, actually. Horrible, horrible, horrible movie. And I, I, I don't know how... How did they get Gene Hackman to do this movie? Like, I, I don't... Maybe they did Christopher Reeve because it has the name Superman in it, so therefore, hey, Chris, you're, you're kind of stuck here. But Gene Hackman, at some point, he had to be like, really? It has that... Oh, yeah, that was uh, Superman 3. And then... <laughs> yeah, he, he said, I'm out on that one. <laughs> oh. He was overshadowed by Richard speaking, Pryor. So. Speaking of which, we have to stop... I just remembered the, the bad guy 
from Superman 3. Richard, oh, yeah. Richard... Was he the bad guy? Richard something. He he passed away. Uh, he passed away recently. He passed away yesterday, I believe, as of this recording. And that that's real sad. I, I like Superman 3 way better than Superman 4. I'll say that. Hmm. Superman 4, back to Superman... Robert Vaughn. Robert Vaughn, yes. Uh, rest in peace, Robert Vaughn. He, he was a good Superman villain. Much better than the horrible Superman clone that Lex Luthor creates out of a piece of hair that he cuts with a pair of bolt cutters. He cuts Superman hair with bolt cutters, people. This movie is Well, now, to horrible. be honest, Superman cuts his hair with lasers, so... Yeah, but with his own lasers. <laughs> so it's it's got to be your bull. Don't see Superman... <laughs> <laughs> don't don't see Superman four. This is really weird doing this like in the same room. I can tell that we could become really animated if we if we ever wanted to. But do not see Superman four. Don't see Superman four. Horrible movie with wonderful Superman clone that's nuclear powered. Nuclear mm. Superman. Throw him in the sun. Yes. My don't see it is. <sighs> More of, not quality-wise, but just disappointing-wise. In 2009, there was a series I was really excited, really excited to watch again. You know, it had, they got, they got Juliet from Lost. Yes. They got Marina Baccarin from uh, Firefly. It was a show I loved in the 80s. It was stupid as hell. It was reptiles and aliens and war and water and eating people and, ah. The series V tried to remake it in 2009, and it was so disappointing. It was so blah. I loved the 80s V. And I, it, I loved it. It could have been, I don't know, I guess I put too much on it. Like, um, I was not a fan of Battlestar Galactica, the new one. And, and, and hold on, I'm getting there. Hold on. Because they took, you know, I'm a guy, and the first really? thing the first thing I heard about Surprising. the new Battlestar Galactica, which is a series I love, was based, you know, somebody saw Star Wars and like, oh crap, we need to do that, you know, and so in the early '80s we had Battlestar Galactica, and it was, you know, this epic thing, and it was on TV, and I could watch it every week, and then the, I heard they were doing it again on Sci-Fi. It's really exciting. The first thing I heard was, oh, we're making Starbuck a girl. I'm like, what? 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 Yeah, but she was awesome. What? Well, I'm getting there. <laughs> Did not know who this girl was. All I know is that they're making my my show. They're making my guy a girl. I'm like, oh man, what are you doing? Years went by. Didn't watch it. Didn't pay any attention to it. And then chuckleheads I know are like, this show is so great. This show is so great. I hope I'm one of those chuckleheads. Yeah, you're one of the chuckleheads. So, yeah. anyway, I, I give it a shot and watch it. But the, I cannot tell you how wrong I was about how good Battlestar Galactica, the remake, was. And I put a lot of ideas behind maybe some modern remakes of things. And V coming out was one of those. Like, oh, I was so excited for, you know, after I watched Battlestar Galactica, I was so wrong about it. I, I want this to be great. wasn't great. It no, was not great. No, it. No. I watched the first five or six episodes, and of course, um, and I can't remember Juliet's name, but I mean, she was very nice. She was okay. Marina Baccarin almost just shaved her head for the role, and uh, it, it was, just wasn't it was just good. Bad writing. Yeah, it, was it wasn't bad good. Writing. It was bad storytelling. It was give us Kevin Bacon. <laughs> that that's. I, I loved the original V, and <sighs> I, I agree with you on the disappointment, and there's no need to invest time in watching the 2009 V remake at all. Speaking of a series like Have You Seen It, Don't See It, and you saying Kevin Bacon threw this in my face, uh, Christian Slater, I don't know why the, those two are connected in my brain, okay. but have you seen any of Mr. Robot? I have not watched Mr. Robot. I've been told... I've seen multiple- the first two episodes of Mr. Robot. It's awesome. I could be all in on that if I could find a way to watch that when my children aren't around and if my wife can stand it. But, oh my God, that show is 
amazing the first two episodes I saw. And, and I've heard it just keeps getting better. Like the second I season, I heard it turned everything on its head and people were already going, what? I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. I, I believe Amazon Prime has Mr. Robot right yeah, now. Yeah, that's where I've been watching it. And, and I'll, I'll get caught up. I'll have time, hopefully, uh, soon. Very soon. Hopefully in the next... <laughs> I say soon. I mean in the next month. I should be slow enough in my work schedule that I'll be able to watch some stuff and get caught up and watch some Mr. Robot because I've been told by multiple people that I am falling behind on the curve on how awesome that is. You suck! Yes. I've literally been told that by somebody. You do a podcast about stuff like this and you're not watching Mr. Robot? You suck! You suck. Yes. (laughs) And on my you suck note, I will say, if you want to contact me, you can find me at Maynard98. Tell him he sucks! Yes. For not watching... Please just say for not watching Mr. Robot. I I am sensitive. <laughs> you can um, find me on Twitter uh, at Ricky Westbrook. You can also, whenever you're on uh, on Twitter, use hashtag local hall. Anytime you pick up some comics you want to share with us, we want to retweet those out. We want to see them. We want to have a discussion about how excited you are about uh, the jewels you're finding out in the wild. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just search Not So Southern Gentlemen. You can find both of us on Twitter at Not So Southern G's. Uh, like I said last week, we're on SoundCloud, we're on iTunes, we're on Google Play, and we're on Stitcher. That's where you can listen to the podcast. If you want to listen to us anyplace else, contact us on social media, and we will try to set up an RSS feed so that it goes to whatever device or anything that you want to listen to us on. Uh, tell a friend. So, we're not so Southern gentlemen. I'm Sean. And I'm Ricky. Peace. It's a smoke dog, baby. The future family. A family brought together by faith and given superpowers to the miracle of modern science.